backlash against a plan to place as many as 164 wind turbines across the Port of Port Peninsula with major impact on terrain and wildlife. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. This is episode 226, made possible with listener support. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Matters. Halibut Chief Brendan Mitchell backs it, but across the region, there are concerns about a plan to pepper the Port-to-Port Peninsula with wind turbines to feed a hydrogen facility in the port of Stephenville. The turbines will be as tall as 200 meters, or 650 feet. They will require the construction of 120 kilometers of road to handle heavy trucks and cranes. Blasting may be necessary on some turbine sites, and topsoil and vegetation will be removed and replaced with fill. The areas affected are home to the little brown bat, an endangered species, and to snowshoe hare, black bear, beaver, lynx, mink, and muskrat. At-risk crossbills and rusty blackbirds may also be present in the construction area, and they will be at risk of collision once the turbines are in operation. As usual in such megaprojects, there are job promises, but according to the developer's submissions to the provincial government, there will be 100 jobs once the project is in operation. There are promises for 1,300 jobs in indirect employment, but no basis for that claim. Faced with widespread public criticism, Halibut Chief Brendan Mitchell took to CBC Radio last week to defend the project, claiming that he heard little in the way of kickback from band members, and that the fuss was typical, not in my backyard, NIMBY reaction, he said. But many people in the area are concerned about the impact of the project, including our guest this week, Jason Benoit, Chief of Benoit First Nation and Port of Port Ward Councillor for Halibut First Nation. I asked Jason Benoit what he's been hearing from people. It's been a mixed bag. You know, I have people calling and uh, expressing their concerns and wondering wondering what my position was on it. And then we have people on the other side saying, you know, we love some misinformation out there. And we think it's a great thing for the, for the area. It's a great economic boost. And uh, so there's sort of a kind of a divide there. Mm. And what uh, what are you telling them when they when they call you and and want to know what your position is on it? Well, what I've been telling them is, you know, I support green technology. I support actually the idea of having a hydrogen plant stable. Um, I don't have an issue with the windmills because they're going to be more a kilometer more than a kilometer away. We're not going to see them. We're not going to hear them. But my concern was actually the roads that connect these windmills and the fact that they would open up all the areas and the mountains and hills that uh, people, you know, previously didn't have access to. So it's, you know, it's, it's the animals that have refuge in certain areas up there, certain hidden valleys and things like that. And then, you know, there's, there's 
I mean, plants, trees, and animals that are going to be now open, you know, to uh, open to anybody once these roads are built. Because according to the to the uh, to the company, once these windmills are up, you know, the roads are free free lane for anybody who wants to use them. So that was my big concern, and, and it's desecration of our lands in that sense because, you know, we're, 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 it's our backyard, and so I have huge concerns with that. Mm. So, and um, have you had any discussions with um, the developer about the project and about your concerns? I did. I mean, I, I actually brought it, uh, brought the question. I asked the question directly to uh, to John Ridley. And, um, and, you know, he was saying that, uh, didn't say a whole lot, except that, you know, they need to make the roads. And my other concern was the electrical grid. And, uh, you know, he kind of put that to rest because they're actually going to bury the lines from the windmills mm-hmm. to go to the connected grid. So you won't see, you know, big power lines out of the place. So that's, that's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, the road issue is still dangling there, as far as I'm concerned. It's still not, hasn't been, uh, and how many roads? You know, uh, and that's that. Both questions have yet to be answered. I think the digging and the roads, I suppose, might go together. Presumably, they'll dig adjacent to the roads or on the the edge of the road. Or is is that a separate issue? The the digging. I, I think no, no. I mean, I think they'll put that in either uh, next to the road or in the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that was an issue. It's just it's just the the roads themselves. You know, because you're actually opening up all these areas. You know. I know. I mean. Putting windmills on top of the mountains are probably the most barren areas of, of the peninsula are probably the top of the highest hills, right? So, um, what's the roads that are connecting to them? Mm-hmm. I, I, I get my head around that because that, the, 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 uh, that's a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, and I guess I know there's lots of work to be done yet regarding the environmental assessment and all that sort of thing, but, uh, it you know this can't this can't be rushed. Um, the discussion, talk, this environmental stuff needs to be needs to take its time. So people, people, all the people, the concerns of the people are all answered and 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 and, and answered in a way that satisfies their their, their need for an answer mm-hmm. and so satisfies the concerns. I mean, yes, and. Uh- so you mentioned your conversation with John Risley, and and where did that conversation uh, take place? Has has he been out to the Port of Port area, or did you talk to him on the yeah. phone, or how did that conversation take place? Uh, well, I you know that that would have been a conversation that would have happened at the uh, at his little public community meeting we had at the uh, in Cape St. George at the town office. Oh yes, he had one. And, he had, he had one there. He had one in Lords, and he, of course he had one previous to that with all the local chiefs, uh, which was a preliminary. Uh, unveiling of his plan, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and how how did those meetings go uh, uh, in your area? How many people were there, and what was the um, you know what was the 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 sort of tone of of those meetings? Well, uh, from from our from our own community, it was a, a real uh, a need to get lots of questions answered, mm-hmm. and I think it was it was him to sell. Sell the plan, and to um, you know to, to quash the concerns, but at least at least to 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 uh, provide some information so you know so people uh, have a more informed uh, idea of what's happening. 
I think that was important because, you know, I, I know you only just started doing these consultations, and, and that maybe you should have tried harder earlier because uh, a lot of the people are finding out things about it without, even before we came into the community. So it was kind of like, you know, the cart before the horse, the cart before the horse for sure. So a lot of people were saying, you know, we heard about it, but now we want to, we want to talk to, we want to, we want to talk to the company, and we want, we want more, more, more answers. So that was the first step, and uh, I think a lot of people there that had concerns were all more open-minded by the time the meeting was over. Not to say their questions disappeared or their concerns disappeared, but they were a little more open-minded about the process now that they got some first-hand information from the company. Um, and I guess the, uh, the commitment is to do more meetings. Uh, as far as I've heard, so I think that needs to happen. Yes, but the the deadline uh, for comment uh, for this fir- first round of comment was um, was uh, a pretty tight timeline. So um, it doesn't seem like uh, people's uh, concerns and questions will be addressed in, within that very tight timeline. It is very tight. Um... But, you know, the government may have some other ideas on how that works, um, um, you know, after the 27th. You know, it may not be a done deal, you know, when it comes to the environmental assessment. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be a, a second part to all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it, I, it's going to be kind of hard to get uh, to be communicating with the people in such a tight timeline. It's, it's, it's un, uncomfortably tight for most people. Mm-hmm. They feel like Excuse people... People get a bit suspicious, I think, when they uh, when things of this magnitude are being rushed. People think that, oh, you're just trying to uh, force it through ASAP before, um, you know, we get uh, our concerns answered. So I think it, you know, inadvertently or not, it creates uh, suspicions perhaps in some people's minds. Absolutely, and I don't think that this should be rushed in any way or form. It needs to take its time, uh, whatever time it takes. Can't be, should not be rushed, and this deadline on, on, on the 27th, I mean, that's too too fast. Now, um, of course, uh, in um, in uh, many area, rural communities in Newfoundland, there's, uh, we have um, problems with uh, jobs, uh, services, um, <clears throat> you know, economic development, of course, is um, is something that I think most people will would recognize that we need. Um, but in terms of, uh, of jobs, uh, I suppose there'll be some initial work to, uh, to set up the, the windmills and build roads, et cetera. But are there a lot of jobs associated with the windmills per se? Once they're up and running, they more or less uh, look after themselves with perhaps a bit of maintenance here and there. So it's not really a, a job, a big job thing for, uh, for the areas, these windmills. Not the windmill itself, and, and even with the plant, you know, there's only so many jobs at the plant. But, but I think there's the, you know, the spin-off jobs that come with everything once everything is moving forward, once everything is operating. I think there are, you know, there's probably more spin-off jobs than direct jobs. Uh, at least that's what we've been told. Mm-hmm. Have you got a number of um, of jobs altogether that might be associated with the project? I think it's talking like 1,100, 1,200 um, uh, jobs, not indirect jobs. And I guess that we, that probably refers to all sectors that, 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 that supply, that support 
these operations, like with the, with the hydrogen plant, uh, you know, and the uh, right, and a little bit, a little bit of you know, continuous little bit of maintenance here with the, with the windmills and yes. that sort of stuff. A best case scenario, but, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that you know maybe a, a thousand jobs or something like that. But initially during construction, which like you said, is going to go away once the windmills are up and running. But, uh, yeah, I guess there'll be continuous support jobs that will be involved. But, uh, and, you know, there's people, you know, mo- most people that are working here in this area are either working, you know, working in the West or they're working uh, in Steamville or, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there'll be probably more jobs in Steamville, but, uh, which is great for, for us, for this area, for the whole area. But, you know, people are worried about the trade-off. Mm-hmm. And, and understandably so. Because what's the trade-off? Yes. Uh, and what's the balance? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've heard both sides of it, you know. I mean, people say, you know, we, we can't let this all open up. And other people say, you know, it's already all opened up, so what's the, what's the matter? You know, but it's, we have to be careful and we can't be rushing this, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So what are the next steps, uh, for, for you from your perspective? What, uh, do you think should happen? Now uh, that uh, the debate is taking place, how would you like things to unfold? Well, you know, as you know, you know the the, the, the mayors and the uh, local service district chairmen and or and and or their designates and myself are going to be going into uh, a pattern energy wind farm in uh, in Hamilton next week and to uh, to view uh, a windmill operation and uh, a fact finding mission. Per se, and they also we'll be talking to the mayor and the residents of the community as well, and uh, bringing this information. Everybody bringing this information back to the communities, and 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 just to help, um, uh, so the leaders will be able to answer the questions, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, it makes the, the leaders more informed. But to me, uh, I personally think that you know a full environmental assessment, outright full assessment, is required uh, because this is not. A minor undertaking. It's a major undertaking, and it should be given a due consideration. And you know, if, if I know he's, you know, we're talking a year right now under the plan, but if it, if it takes a little longer, then you know, then so be it. It needs to take a little longer. Uh, but you know, it was interesting. Some, you know, you have all kinds of points of view, and we have to respect everybody's point of view. You know, some people support it, vote in. Uh, talk. More people don't support it because they don't want the. To, to be able to see windmills on the, on the mountains. And you won't be able to see it everywhere, but you will be able to see it in certain areas, right? I'm uh, sure I'll be more informed when I come back from that trip. But, uh, you know, and I'll share that information with uh, everybody, but uh, including Halibu, including our own band organization band members, but uh, and anybody else that's asking. But I, I and, and you know, we're, it's interesting to see where the commercial government is going with this, too, because I know I'm sure they're supporting us a thousand percent, but the environmental concerns, is there, there are, there are, um, uh, endangered plants on on on, the, on this peninsula, you know, and there are there are uh, violent plant bird bird populations as well that we're going to take into consideration. Uh, so all these things, you know, it's not just us. It's not you know, it's not the damage to us sitting in a home that we can't even see the hill, can't even see the windmill. What about the animals and the birds, right? And the effect, the long term effects of all that. So that's all the things that we need to work out and, and understand. I think. And maybe a longer process might might help us with figure that out. And I, I'm hearing that there's lots of surveys going on as we speak, so I, I don't know uh, what's happening with that. But I'm sure uh, 
this information going on. And hopefully, you know, in the end of the day, we we come to a consensus on what's the best way to go. There are some people that will say, you know, we loved we love the 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 the, uh, the hazard plant. Just let them put the windmill somewhere else. Well, you know, it's interesting because there are lots of mountains from this side of Port of Bass, you know, going north. And there's no shortage of places to put windmills, even when there's no people living. But, of course, no matter where you put it, you're putting it into a habitat. Right? Yes. Putting it, you're affecting an ecosystem. So and, um, you're not going to get away from that. It's like, you know, don't put it in our back door, put it in somebody else's back door. I don't really fancy that argument too much. But uh, it is our backyard. It is our backyard. And we need to be given due consideration. Jason Benoit is chief of Benoit First Nation and Port-a-Port Ward Counselor for Halibu First Nation. That's it for the program. Thanks for listening. Mi'kmaq Matters is now available on Acast. And if you could leave a review on whatever platform you get us, we'd really appreciate it. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. I'm Glenn Wheeler. I'm Sutnokamah.